1: Hello and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, starring the one and only Ramon Foster, brought to you every weekday by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where they're open 24-7 serving hot fresh food. Moan, happy Thursday,
0: man. Happy Thursday, man. Welcome to the show again. Uh, I have second Mondays, and you know what today is? First Friday. -Friday. Pre-Friday.
1: Pre-Friday.
0: I almost had (laughs) it. Yeah, pre Friday, man. We gotta embrace these days. That's that's what gets you over the hump, the push to the finish. Like that's where I'm at. Always mind games up here.
1: See, I just think of Thursdays as coordinator Thursdays because in our in our world, that's the day that we get the coordinators over on the south side. You know,
0: grudgingly too. They would be over there like, oh god. Oh, go no, they're, to they're the delighted. Movie.
1: They're <laughs> delighted. Well, actually, Keith Butler was happy to talk to us, us all day long.
0: Yeah, uh, Todd Haley was pretty good at it too. I, I, I could, although I couldn't imagine what Bruce Arians was like. I didn't pay attention to it.
1: Bruce was fun. Uh, let's just say that Matt Canada would rather be spending every single Thursday in the dentist chair <laughs> than he would answering our questions. Moan, let's have some fun today. We're going to do All something right. a little bit off off the uh, the beaten path here. All right. And I've never asked you this. And I don't know what your answer is going to be even now. But what would you consider to have been your greatest moment as an NFL player? Moment emphasis mm, here. Not moment. like not like achievement or or this or that or I mm. made it or whatever. But your greatest moment as an NFL player, totally putting you on a spot here.
0: Greatest moment. Golly, I I legitimately hadn't thought about this, man. Um I would and like you said, we'll have some fun with it. But this one is is very different. If I can think of one moment, of course I can go to the game and I can be like, you know, winning the Jets going to the Super Bowl. I think that's the most obvious pick. I I could say, like, it's two really that comes to mind to me. Um, and like moments. Um, it would be making the opening day roster as an undrafted free agent. I remember I knew it. you were
1: gonna say that. Knew you
0: I did. Is is that one because being what I thought the lowest guy on the totem pole, or one of the lowest guys on the totem pole, although they told me they had a third, fourth round grade on me, and they showed me that sure they, they did. Yep. yep. Um and they showed me that they did. Um, that actually achieving that goal. And another one was seeing young guys that I kind of brought under my wing or under our wing, because the five of us, six of us, seven of us, depending on how far you go back with Beacham being one of those dudes getting second contracts, because a lot of the stuff that we taught them, they inherited it, processed it, and redistributed it out on the playing field. Beecham is a guy that comes to mind. Chris Hubbard is a guy that comes to mind. Even watching a guy like Zach Banner get a second deal. Watching what Chuk Socorro for is going through right now, being a guy. B.J. Finney. I think those moments to me, because I've always been a type, I've appreciated what the game has afforded me. Kind of, you know, like, man, I appreciate the job. So much so that I poured back into other guys. We poured back into other guys. So to see them take that and move to a different locker room or get their second deal, those moments were awesome as hell for me, man. Like, it's almost like watching little brother, you know, like finally dunk. You know what I'm saying, or, or watching is is one of those little things, man. Where it's like, yeah, you you are part of the show now. Like you you are in the game, not only just surviving, but man, they thought enough of you to give you another contract. And I'll never forget just being so absent-minded on what the NFL was. Like legitimately, I had no idea what it was. I know what football was, but I, my wife even tells me to this day, like she didn't know that you could get cut every single day. <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. No guarantees. It, just, no guarantees. And and then the way we lived about, you know, making the team is like, yeah, you're on the team. But at any one in time, I saw people getting cut left and right, left and right, left and right. And the change over year after year. So the appreciation of what that first year did for me, I think speaks those. That's that's the one moment in which I won't ever let down like ever passed by at all and 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 not only that having at the time those old hall of fame veterans or you know Steelers Hall wall of fame guys come up to me after having a good day at camp and be like young fella you know how that's how they would talk to you young fella you could play in this league and those were the moments for me that did it as you can tell I'm a very people appreciative person man if that's a correct phrase to use oh no i
1: I, I, i've seen mel blunt walk around with the cowboy hat it it is it is a striking scene when he walks up to a current player they melt in the man's presence and they probably should
0: you, and they should. And I did. I was one of those guys. And even mm-hmm. so facing Brett Kiesel and Casey and Kersky and I can Hokey, you know, all of those dudes, Nick Eason, like they dogged me. But of course, at the time and they be like, young fella, you can play. Keep fighting. Like those moments to me mean more than almost any other thing. Of course, being able to win a ring or playing in the Super Bowl, always that's, that's the most obvious. But those for me watching me pour back into the young guys, them getting their just doing. Those moments, I think, are the purest. Yeah, but
1: I'm still going to stick you here. I want a moment on the football field. And if it sounds like I'm I'm chasing something that I've got in mind, I'm going to throw mine out first, even though my vote obviously doesn't count here. But when A.B. handed you the football (laughs) in the end zone, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was in Heinz Field, and there's 73 at the end of the end zone. going. Pow we've got pictures of it too. Yeah. Um that really jumps out at me because it does. that was that was that was a moment where the those rare, rare instances where an offensive lineman can be celebrated by mm-hmm. the crowd. But you We're know cr- what? Go ahead.
0: We got to a point to where that became a cool thing. I think yes. that was this takeoff of like offensive linemen getting some TV time and being celebrated as oh y'all are important too. We're mm-hmm. not just the guy that protects the quarterback and go to the line of Like no, nah, AB made us a part of that. Juju made us a part of that. Le'Veon made us a part of that. Ben made us a part of that, part of that celebration because they they we were good and important in our minds for sure because we had to think that. But they embraced us like AB was looking around like Mo. He was here.
1: He you found know? you, yeah. He I remember me,
0: and, and to have that moment of people, of course, in my hometown, proud of me being on TV, crashing the the Sunday night TV camera, uh, <laughs> uh, that was cool, man. And and the other one was uh being coached on the And I, There's this picture I have in my house where um I come, pull around the corner, which I didn't do a whole lot of, and C J Mosley was right there, and to have munch the next day in meetings, be like, mom, that's a pull, that's a hit right there. I cleaned him up, just same foot, same <laughs> shoulder. Come all right through him. <laughs>
1: Woo!
0: Let me tell you, that's a picture. Uh, and I got another one with like a Sean Robinson, too. I'm standing over him, like pancaking him. So, real, real cool. The
1: for people who, who wouldn't know this, and I would imagine it's most everyone, but outside the Steelers' locker room on the south side. There are framed photographs in the hallway, and they are all from the previous week's game. Mm -hmm. Like that's how the staff uh, organizes this, and that's how diligent they are. They all change Mm -hmm. every week, and each one of those photos uh, is is emblematic of something that happened. Even after losses, even after losses, they're going to find positives and they put them on the wall. So that everyone, there's there's no other way to navigate that right. that area without going down that hallway, including for us as reporters. Obviously, I wouldn't be describing it for you, but it's an amazing amazing bit of recognition, isn't it?
0: It is, it is, and to have much be like Moan, that's probably one of the. He said it's probably one of the best pools he's ever seen playing or coaching.
1: Ooh! Wow. Yeah. This is on a franchise that's had a couple of pretty notable pulls. And from a Hall of Fame that's us some people up. Yeah, that was cool. When we come back, we're going to take the opposite tack on this. We're going to talk about the lowest moment. Of course, that segment's going to be a little shorter because we're generally a happy crew here. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show, and we just went over Ramon's greatest moments, the ones that he enjoyed the most through his NFL career. Gonna take it to the other extreme here and talk about the, the lowest moment with a qualifier here. Uh, and that would be eliminating the Ryan Shazier injury because just, I mean, that's the lowest of the low that, I, I as a writer... That, I, yeah. that I've experienced Somebody yeah. somebody. What's the worst thing you ever witnessed? I mean, there there's that. And then there's, there's, there's nowhere else to even go with it. So let's, let's just, so no one see, thinks it's insensitive. What do you mean? What about the Shazir injury? Well, of course that was the lowest, of course. but what, what, what would you have, Moan? What would you have as like the, the, the most down moment?
0: Um, probably it's, it's two. It's, 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 it's a few I can tell you about. Um, for me, personally, it was uh, that day I was playing Baltimore. Hello, United comes over me, beat me, and breaks Ben's nose. Oh. I thought my career was over. It was done with. And Ben smoothed it. He smoothed it over so well. He was like, no, How? no. it was a, he, it, he was like, man, sacks happen. He was like, it's fine. He was like, man, that Joker came underneath my helmet and punched my nose. He was like, that was a sack, but. That wasn't your fault. My nose was broken. You know, like, he took all of the blunt of that and said, Mo, you got to do better. Like, and I was a young guy at the time, you know, trying to figure out how to block this all pro, should be Hall of Fame type defensive tackle. Monster. monster. There was a
1: point in his career where Haloti Nada was a monster down there.
0: So big, so balanced, just supreme athlete to where, like, I, there was nothing I could do on that play other than just hold on for the ride. And I tried, but his fist, mine, I have a big hand. His might have been a little bit wider than mine, okay? And he got me, which everybody gets God. I always acknowledge that. I got God, and he came underneath Ben's. I mean, you can see him kind of come underneath it, you know, to try to get a little extra, because why? It's, it's baltimore Pittsburgh? What baltimore, else do you yeah. expect? Um, but that was probably one of my lows where I was like, "Yeah, my career is done, y'all. It's been fun. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's done, done, but I'm probably on my way out of Pittsburgh." Um, but but man, Ben was a sport about it. Uh, like I said, he took the charge. I'm like, no, nah, uh, uh-uh, that's that's it's a sack, but my nose is uh, you know because of him. And I was like, I don't know. Um, the other one that was after what was it? The uh, 2018 season, I think. Um, towards the tail end of it, I, I knew honestly when um, everything happened in in New Orleans, the Saints game, and all that, oh, I kind of figured like, so right, yeah, yeah. Like, like
1: it, you guys never looked better yeah. than a, Antonio Brown specifically. Yeah. I don't know that he ever had a better game as a yep. Pittsburgh Steeler than what he, he did in the Superdome down he
0: there. He owned that field that day.
1: Unbelievable. And But, you, but course, it wasn't just him. It was all of you guys because everything yeah. was moving for that offense. It was just like this. It was like you guys had just been building yeah. up to play that one game and didn't yeah. win it.
0: Because everything, like, rolled on that game. though. I think as far as positioning, getting into the playoffs, there was a lot that went into that game that weekend. And I never get, like, by far one of the biggest, like, I felt like every series was a battle. You know, it wasn't like, oh yeah, we got y'all. That's it. no, 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 were no.
1: Good defensively. Every,
0: every <laughs> series was a battle against them, man. And and you know what happened after that? You know, uh, the, the team pretty yeah. much broke at that point. Yeah. And I'll never forget us trying to figure out what the freak is going on. Like it was so quiet, so eerie, so friggin' just. It was weird after that, and, and and to a man, I think most people was like, "Yep, this, this is probably where everybody checks their ticket in." Now, of course, the mindset of Pittsburgh is every year is a Super Bowl year, so we played out nineteen, and it wasn't the year that we wanted and whatnot. But I think after eighteen, it was like, "Yeah, man, I think it's time to that that, that, that ship that, that was, was the pink. window it closed yeah. right then and there." The realization of that. And the other one was honestly, man, watching um, as a young guy, and I ain't really understand what had happened, but watching one of my teammates at the time, um, not lose his mind, but kind of something triggered in him to where he just had to check out. And the Steelers did a really good job of getting him some mental help and, and watching him just trying to move himself into a different pattern a, a different world so that he was at ease mentally and I don't think it was necessarily um, football that kind of you know did that to him I think the pressure of playing the game kind of onset some issues that he had already had and to see that on the forefront in real time was real just like football is, uh, is is life sometimes to a lot of people but it can't be your life you know and watching him go through what he did. I was of like, wow, you know, I never saw a, a young person go through something like that mentally.
1: You know, I'm not in a position to either correct you or amend you on a personal list like this, but but I do feel comfortable sharing with everyone that I never saw you and never communicated with you at any lower point than in Denver. Yeah. And I can't believe you left it out. Yeah, I still have not covered a locker room. <laughs> In any sport, yeah, and in, in my entire career, that was more down than the than the than than the fumble game yeah. in Denver. And you were mad, and you were yeah. saying stuff. I don't want to put you on a spot here. Yeah, no, you, go ahead. You were you were saying stuff, even about you know a couple of teammates you never yeah say, yeah because really, you were so you wanted this so bad, and it was sitting there. This game was sitting there to be had, and you're mm -hmm. going right down Mm -hmm. the field, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And you're over there with your bank of guys, and, and, (laughs) and it was just, it was not good.
0: Yeah, we, we that like, our era had the highest highs and some of the lowest lows now that you, like, you know, you bring that up simply because, and the reason I don't think that resonates as much I think of course you talk about the Tim Tebow Hail Mary Pass. That could be a different thing too. Um mm-hmm. you, you but with that Lots Denver, of fun that, out there. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of <laughs> <laughs> screw demo. Um but with, with, with that one, even the next year I still felt like we got a shot though. Yeah. I didn't think the the door had closed in Denver. No. You know oh, there was very okay. much wide yeah, open. Yeah, so it's yeah. That's why it doesn't just, it pierces my soul as much. I hated that moment. I hated the Manning, uh, Peyton Manning slide. He gave himself up. He sure he did. Won, he 100% did. And because of that, I'm just like, all right, we'll get him next year. You know? So that one doesn't pierce the soul as much. Yeah, um...
1: Maybe it did for other guys in that room too, because I remember e- almost a half hour after the game, James Harrison sitting. You know how that room was divided, the way the Broncos mm-hmm. have it split up. You yeah. couldn't see Harrison; he's on the other side of that yeah. bank. And I went over, I went over there. This was about a half hour after the game, and it was just him, yeah, just yeah. sitting there like this at his stall. And I actually went up to him and asked him something, which was, by the way, like gutsiest moment ever. Gutsy, yeah, one hundred percent. Like that. No, he was he was he was cool about it. He was a pro. Uh, when we come back, happier stuff. We're gonna go back to happier (laughs) stuff. The the Hey Moan (laughs) subject is next. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster show. This is the good part. This is the Hey, Moan segment. And, and today's entry comes from Aaron Calderon, who says, Hey, Moan, what are your thoughts on Bobby Wagner or Jordan Hicks? We need us some inside linebacker help.
0: <laughs> yes, Might as well start with Bobby Wagner,
1: right? Bobby oh Wagner, man. Goodness. What
0: is he? Seven time all first team, all pro and eight time pro bowler. Um, Did
1: you see Cam uh, Hayward's tweet when the when the Seahawks uh, <laughs> released him? Uh, it was uh, just one, side word. Eye. one word.
0: One w- word, just, huh? Huh? <laughs> That's the same thing I thought. Bobby Wagner, a, he's a friggin' corner piece of that organization, man. And, yeah. and not only that, his frigging, his, his reputation. There's a oh. seven-time first-team All-Pro. Pro Bowl is cool. That's the show. Oh, All-Pro
1: is another level, yeah.
0: All-Pro is you're the best. One, yeah. uh, one, two of the best in the world. He's got seven of them. He's also got, um, so guys to me that make Hall of Fame, I, I think you rule an era. An era in football to me is like three to four years. If you yeah. make three of four All-Pros, you're probably going to be a Hall of Famer. Yep, or you're at least going into, you are talking about You're at least going into your circle of fame at the stadiums and at the buildings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Bobby Wagner has seven of them. Yeah. He's, he's in the discussion, rally.
1: he has to be in the discussion. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I I, I don't know if he's you know walking gold jacket, but he's getting in at some point mm-hmm. at, at middle linebacker. That guy's a beast, man. Jordan Hicks, on the other hand, a, a, a lot of uh, uh, just reps at the linebacker positions, been on multiple teams, so he can adjust to being in a different place. That's one thing I like about him. What was his last team, Arizona? A uh, high-volume guy, his best ability is availability. He's always been there um, and gets a whole lot of reps, man. Honestly, you can't go wrong with either one. It's a matter of scheme and fit for guys like this. I've seen Bobby Wagner run across the field and make plays and be Johnny on the spot in inopportune positions, okay? Just bad position, he's making the plays. Jordan Hicks is just one of the same thing, athletic-type guy that can run side to side. You can't go wrong with either one. If you heard me give my spiel about one or the other, I think I pick. Um, I think I pick the first. As far yeah, as I saying, oh so, yeah, Bobby Wagner is the guy. Um, but again, it comes down to him. What's the ticket? How much is it going to cost you to play yeah, ball? Yeah,
1: that that's the thing is when we start getting into cost here, it's a different discussion because you know with Devin Bush, we talked about him earlier yeah. in, the week in the show. Uh, I don't think they're going to be picking up any kind of, you know, ten point nine eight million dollar fifth year option on him. I think you have to negotiate something.
0: But uh, but when you're going to get these veteran guys, so how many years are you going to get them for? Yeah. Now the um, the most ideal middle linebacker signing, I think Pittsburgh has ever had, and almost any teams ever had. Also, if you can find your James James Barrier
1: yeah, best, best free agent signing.
0: That's gotta be. Yeah. If you can get one of them and then have him extend himself, I don't think people realize how he transformed himself too. He went from a bigger, bulkier linebacker to he slimmed up to like 220, maybe less than that. You know, as far as to stick around and play that position and drop. And he, yeah. he
1: kept, and he learned how to, he learned how to drop. He wasn't great at it. I don't think there was right. ever a point in his career that he was great at it, but he no, he found a way he to could do it. Do it.
0: He, he did. The only person that probably, we're, man, we're chasing the ghost of Ron Chase there for what? How many years is this now? Six? It's
1: amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. It never ends.
0: And and I think we honestly might have to get to a point to where we change that standard. And that's a hard ask. I think that's why well, some of the. It reason- is because
1: he was ahead of his time, Moan. You know, <laughs> he at the was. time when the Steelers drafted him, you remember when Chazy mm-hmm. came in for his first camp and we yeah. all looked at him and said, oh, hey, there's a safety.
0: Yeah. you want to hear what's so interesting when you mention he's ahead of his time I was talking to a high school coach here the enemy by the way when I mentioned his name Trent Dilfer he coaches at a high school here at Lipscomb Academy in Nashville Tennessee they have developed a monstrous team and you know we went to dinner uh last week he said to me man at the linebacker position I got this kid that's 6'3 185 and he's getting worked right now but you know what by the time he's a junior or senior, he's going to be the best thing in this world. And I was thinking to myself, oh, like Ryan Shazier. And he explained to me why he was doing it. He was like, exactly. exactly. He even said exactly what Ryan. And he said, you know why? Because the way this league is switching up and changing, with these quarterback throwing RPOs, you need a slender, long type of linebacker to disrupt those passes. And I was like, Ryan Shazier was ahead of his time. Oh, And I ahead hate of we couldn't get all that. If you've never seen Ryan, he looks like, um, the guy from 300, uh, Xerxes. <laughs> Honestly, tell me I'm lying. Long, lean, <laughs> Pretty good. ball-headed. He's Xerxes, <laughs> right? If that's the correct character I'm thinking of. But that's what they're looking for. It's like, yeah, the kid's going to get beat up his freshman, sophomore year. But by, by the time we put some weight on him and he's 210, 215, he's going to be a five-star athlete in every college in this uh, world is going to be looking for him. And he's going to be the prototype linebacker. Forget the... I hate to say it, 5'10", 225 linebacker. No, they're going for the 6'3", 6'4", sometimes even, slender, long, linebacker type.
1: Yeah, and and well, not to start burying Devin Bush all over again, but that was also part of why I found that whole thing to be, because he's not that. He's a little guy. and but he has and speed. He has a lot of speed. And when he was on as a rookie, in fairness, he eliminated the screen pass, he eliminated a lot of yeah. the side to side for teams because of his ability to go sideline to sideline, and he just needs that to get that explosiveness back. But even if he does, you're still missing another inside I- linebacker. And for all the fuss everybody has, moan about quarterback and this and that, here I still keep looking at that position.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's the defensive quarterback position. So to answer the hey, Moan question, I'm going to go out on that. I love Bobby Wagner, but I don't know what the ticket's going to look like.
1: Yeah, that's that's the big question. We will have one more of these Ramon Foster shows uh, tomorrow to close out the week. Thanks to everybody for watching this. Good one, Moan. This was good. You look good at this.
0: Every once in a while, I do something, right? <laughs>